Welcome to Head to Heart Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Markham. This bi-weekly podcast is designed to be a safe space to admit what we truly believe in our hearts. We all know the difference between just having biblical knowledge floating around in our heads and actually believing that it's true. Until God's truth makes its way into our hearts, nothing changes. We'll be doing a mix of solo episodes and interviews with friends who have experienced the freedom that comes when head knowledge becomes heart knowledge. We'll talk about overcoming lies in our relationships, mental health struggles, and the way we see ourselves. The truth will set you free so that you can walk every day in the freedom God desires for you. It's time to let go of the pressures, insecurities, and burdens. That's not yours to carry. Thanks for joining us. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Head to Heart Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Markham. Thank you so much for listening today and choosing to open this podcast episode. We hope it blesses you. And just a quick announcement before we get on with the episode. You guys know how we produce an episode every other Friday, right? Well, if that just isn't enough for you, you can become a subscriber now and get a new episode on all of those off weeks too. So by subscribing, you'll get a new episode every week, advertisement free, and it'll be a more raw, unedited episode just for you. And that's just $1.99 a month. That's it. So if you're interested, go ahead, pause this episode. We'll wait for you. Tap on the link in the description of the show, and I'll put it in the show notes from this episode too. So now let me introduce our guest for today's show. I'm here with one of my friends. Her name is Cheyenne. Say hello. Hello. And Cheyenne was on a previous episode, so she is a second timer today. Yeah. Two times. Here we go. Two times. Champion belt. (laughs) And she was on the podcast episode that has to do with trust. So I think it's entitled The Baby Steps of Trust or something like that. But you can go back and pause this one and go back to that episode because it was so good. And I'm so grateful I got to interview Cheyenne. That one was like, I feel like I just saw you in the hallway and you were like, hey, I like your podcast. And I was like, do you want to be on it? I feel like that's how our conversation went. (laughs) It was. And I remember you asking me and I'm like is this real? I was like, Someone Jenny would ask me to be on her podcast? Like, where am I? I was like, I always just had a good feeling about you. Does this make sense? Like, do you ever have those people in your life where it's almost like a friend crush? I've heard that term yeah. quite a lot where you're like, you can tell someone else is a quality person, but you don't know them that well yet. And so you're like, mm-hmm. I should intentionally get to know them because that would be worth my while. Yeah. You're one of those people. Oh, thank so. you. I feel the same about you. And I was like, Jenny is always this really cool person, but like, I think she's too cool for me. And so like, <laughs> I would just like awkwardly, not creepy, but like awkwardly watch you from afar. Just be like, I want to know her. <laughs> I feel like I actually have a list of these people that I'm like, yeah, I should intentionally get to know them. I need to write them down, actually, because yeah. I feel like my friendships would just thrive if I did that. Maybe Same. we should all write them down. Anyway, yeah. so Cheyenne, thank you so much for being a second timer here. Yeah, thank you. Um, why don't you take a minute and introduce yourself for those who have not met you yet? Okay, so my name is Cheyenne Swearingen. It's a tongue twister. Um, <laughs> not for me, but for others. So I am... 26 years old. I am currently a ministry intern and I fight for inclusion for those with developmental disabilities currently. And I'm just taking a year to really soak in the presence of God. And I have a fun fact. 
which I feel like you'll appreciate. Okay, Jenny. go ahead. I don't so, know what it is. I'm so excited. So, if I could be any animal, I would be a narwhal. Oh my word! Yeah. Bye, Mr. Narwhal. <laughs> Bye, buddy. Hope you find your dad. <laughs> Why would you be a narwhal? Well, okay. I just like I strive to be someone who is nothing like anyone else mm. at mm-hmm. all. Um, and like narwhals, they're pretty much extinct. So like. Really? Me, yeah. They're, like, highly endangered. Yeah, they're highly endangered. Fight for the narwhals, guys. Yeah. Fight for inclusion of the <laughs> narwhals. Inclusion of the narwhals. Let's go. Ministry opportunity. Mm-hmm. But, like, also, I love unicorns, but unicorns are too basic. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, narwhals, unicorn of the sea. And they have a tooth hanging out of their head. So how cool is that? Yeah. I actually saw one in person in a zoo one time. No. I did. It was the weirdest looking thing I've ever seen. We draw all these cute cartoons of them. There's a They're nice one in um, in Elf, the movie. Yeah. But when you see one in real life, you're like, okay, I all right. It's a little disturbing. <laughs> but, like, I feel like it's, you know, me in the mornings versus me, like, after I've, like, the taken some time to put into me. Get yeah. ready. Yeah. <laughs> Actual narwhals when you first wake up. Yeah. Okay, that's a good fun fact. I'm Reality very versus expectations. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, Cheyenne, I am so excited to talk about this topic. I've been wanting to for a while. Mm-hmm. And so I will just let you take it away. What have you been set free from? So um, by the Lord's good grace, I've been set free from abuse. So before I share my story, I just want to say, Um, that there are certain parts of my story that I'm not going to share because I want to love and honor those well who are listening to this and because I can be triggered sometimes. I don't want to trigger anyone listening to this. Abuse is something that I've always been exposed to, but I haven't always identified. Um, Honestly, up until last year when I came and was surrounded by people who were all like, oh yeah, I'm really close with my dad or my mom and they do this. And I was like, oh, okay, that's really cool, like, and I didn't have all those things, um, and so, like, that's when I started noticing, like, okay, maybe my childhood wasn't exactly the same, and as I just began, um, just really honestly knowing more of who God is, realizing that I was raised in a way that wasn't necessarily glorifying to him, so we normalize what we know, And most of what I knew was abuse until I encountered that from other people. And um, I also was in two abusive relationships, and one of them was a marriage. And it was just this difficult thing of I had just really been consumed in wanting to be loved and wanting to feel cared for, but I wasn't cared for in a way that God wanted me to be cared for. And it was a really difficult situation, but we accept the love we think we deserve. Mm -hmm. And because of my past as well, I just really didn't think I deserved much. And so I kept accepting that and got in another unhealthy relationship after my divorce. It got to this point of just like, you know, a near-death experience happened and It was just really scary, Um, but that's when I really found the Lord. Um, I remember crying on my bathroom floor and just having this amazing encounter with God and just 
feeling true love for the first time and that's what made me realize that I needed to get out and I needed to start fighting for myself because if the Lord thought I was worth fighting for then I needed to think I was worth fighting for for myself Mm. so yeah and and since then it's been a long time of healing and after that I was like oh my gosh like God saved me like I want my whole life to be devoted to him and so I was like well I can't just sit here and act the same way I have to be transformed Mm -hmm. and so I started attending classes at my church and read this book called Victory Over the Darkness by Neil T. Anderson which I highly recommend and it was just transformation from there on out and began my healing journey and um, now you know four years after both of these relationships I can finally talk about it without having a lot of pain and hurt. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Thank you. Wow. So, Cheyenne, why do you think that this is an important topic to talk about? I obviously already knew of the importance because mm-hmm. I was already thinking about it and thinking about making a topic on this podcast. But from a survivor story, why is it important that this is a normal topic we talk about? Yeah. So, I think... As a survivor of this, um, and anyone who has encountered this and is currently encountering it, you feel alone. Mm-hmm. And you feel like no one, has el- no one else has gone through this. And for me, I was like, well, I need statistics. And so one day I just looked it up. And 10 million people per year encounter some form of abuse. And on top of that, 20 people per minute are physically abused by their boyfriend, girlfriend, or spouse. No. And so relationally, like, this is a huge issue. Mm -hmm. But even on top of this, like, it's an issue in homes. At workplace, this can Mm -hmm. encounter, like, we need to not put abuse in a box Mm -hmm. and realize that there are people who seem like the most joyful, happiest people on earth, but they're not being loved in the way that God created them to be loved so when we say the term abuse sometimes it can feel very vague like we don't know exactly how to identify it or pinpoint it so Cheyenne would you define what abuse is for us yeah so what I did is I separated the words abuse and relationship and so abuse is to use to bad effect or for a bad purpose and misuse and relationship is a way in which two or more people are connected And so defining this can be hard because of sin and because we'll all mistreat the ones we love at some point in our lives, right? Like there's times when I've talked to people and I've yelled or I haven't loved them the way they're supposed to be. That's mistreating them. Mm -hmm. But I think it's all about how often is this happening? Because if it's a continued reoccurrence of mistreatment then that's when it falls into abuse and so it's when if I one day called you like you know a cuss word Mm -hmm. that's not healthy but it's not to abuse but if it's every time I see you and I'm speaking that over you all the time that's continuous mistreatment and that's verbal abuse Mm -hmm. and so I think it's not over identifying it but not under-identifying it Mm -hmm. as well. And another thing that I was thinking of when defining abuse as well 
is I know that's something that has been spoken to me just in the past couple years is, you know, when you're in a good relationship, when you can say 1 Corinthians 13, you know, love is patient, love is kind, does not envy, does not boast, etc. 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 And apply it to your spouse or your boyfriend or girlfriend. But I think we have to realize that 1 Corinthians 13 is not a list of characteristics that any human could apply continuously and consistently. Mm -hmm. The only person, the only being who can be all of these things constantly is God. Mm. And that's why he's holy and that's why he's set apart because he can be all those things. And so we should strive to be those things. But just because someone isn't all of those things all the time doesn't necessarily mean that they're abusive. Mm -hmm. So what are some signs that we could use to identify if the person listening or a friend of any person listening might be in an abusive relationship? And how can we recognize that? in order to help those who are in abusive relationships or who are friends with those possibly being abused. A list of signs to identify that you're in an abusive relationship or a friend, it kind of differs on the person. It's going to look different, right? And so it's really seeing what changes are occurring in my friend Mm -hmm. when they enter into a new relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, Because for me... My friends saw that when I was in the relationship I was in, I lost all joy. I stopped hanging out with them. I mm-hmm. stopped texting. Um, he started speaking for me. I didn't get to see my family, and so I was really taken away. Okay. And so that's a sign is, are they being withheld from you? Do you see a change in their behavior and, like, a negative change? Mm-hmm. Because iron sharpens iron. So in a good relationship, we should be sh- seeing change as well. But to identify abuse, you need to know, is this person loving me the way that God wants me to be loved? And some people fall short, but are they constantly yelling at you and not giving you grace? Are they hitting you or mistreating you? Are they, you know, keeping you away from your family? Are they keeping you away from your loved ones? Does all of your time have to be with them? Mm-hmm. Because that's manipulative and that's also abusive. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's just a list of signs that I have. And I think honestly, as someone who was in that, deep down, I knew. And so I think it's, it's really vocalizing to others what this looks like. Because when you're in it, you don't always know. So sometimes when we are completely outside the situation, it's kind of easy to assume like, well, if someone's being abused, then why don't they leave? Like they have Mm -hmm. the power to leave, right? But it isn't always that simple. So what are some reasons that people might intentionally stay in an abusive relationship? Yeah. So again, it's different for everyone, right? Um, we have to be very careful with not blanketing all these things for just all people because it's a person-by-person basis. And so for me, it was like fear, comfortability. And I know it sounds crazy, but that's what I had always known. And so it was comfortable for me. Um, shame, guilt. 
And especially when I was in an abusive marriage, I'm like, if I leave, even though I wasn't faithfully following the Lord, like my biggest fear was I am going to hell. (laughs) Like Mm. I am going to be totally cast out of my family and the church and I will have no one. So since I'm in this, at least I have someone Mm -hmm. and I didn't want to be alone. And I think it's also too, like, we can so easily look into a relationship and be like, why don't they see it? But instead of judgment, looking at them and have a broken heart for them because they can't see that they are loved by God and how loved by God they are. Mm -hmm. And for me, that was the case is I just really thought no matter what, I can never be loved by God. Mm And so I think it's sharing the gospel with them, right? Making sure they know the gospel Mm -hmm. because the gospel changes everything and it can even change an abusive situation. Mm -hmm. It takes the filters off of people's eyes, both the abuser and the abused. Yeah. So let's say someone has a friend who they are pretty convinced or can see some signs of abuse going on in their romantic relationship how would we go about confronting that friend? It's It can be so nerve-wracking because you have no idea how that person's going to react. So how would we do that, Cheyenne? Yeah, and so I think it's hard, and I'm just going to keep on saying it, basis by basis, right? <laughs> like, maybe that's just what this title podcast should really be called, it's basis called by basis. basis by basis. <laughs> I think you also have to understand the level of the friendship you have with that person. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm an acquaintance with someone and I'm just like, hey, like, and then I'm like, you get out of what you're you're in. Hey, like, I don't like your relationship. Hey, I don't like your relationship. I don't like the way he's treating you. Get out. Leave. Like, I would then be like, who the heck are you? You're yeah. not my mom. Mm-hmm. Like, and also with what we said about why people stay, right? Mm -hmm. They may not know the relationship they're in is abusive. And so if you're not close to someone, but you suspect that they are in an abusive relationship, please tell someone that you know who's closer to them Mm. and have them be the one. And if they don't know how to confront them, give them advice, but make sure it's someone they feel comfortable with that they trust and that they love. That's really smart. And then that person can go. And I think you need to say, like, asking questions of, hey, like, how is your relationship? Mm -hmm. Like, how does blank love you? Insert name. Insert name here. Does he love you well? Mm -hmm. Um, If they're a Christian, does he love you as God has said you deserve to be loved? If they're not a Christian, just be like, hey, like, do they make you feel loved? Mm Mm-hmm. How do you feel after you leave their presence? Yeah, exactly. Because if you're automatically like, I can't leave them. I need to go back for more. That is extremely toxic. And that's probably a sign of an abusive relationship. Mm -hmm. Because a healthy relationship is being able to leave the person and trusting that they're going to be there when you come back. Mm -hmm. And also knowing that God didn't just only give us a spouse, right? He gave us the whole body of Christ. Yes. And so we need to see the body of Christ as well. So I think going up to the person and saying, hey, I noticed this and I just wanted to voice to you that I I feel distant and it's made my heart hurt for you because I really love you. And I just want to see where you're at 
Mm -hmm. And if they don't take it, beloved, that is not your burden to bear. Mm -hmm. It was not my family's burden or my best friend's burden or the church's burden that I was in an abusive relationship that I stayed in. Um, Because the Lord very clearly told me not to marry the man I married. But by the grace of God, he saved me. Mm -hmm. And even if they don't listen, please speak up. Please say something. Mm -hmm. Because I really wish more people would have said something. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, I probably wouldn't have acknowledged it or listened But those things would have played on repeat in the back of my mind. And some of the things that were said did play on repeat. And there were a lot of people who came up to me afterwards and they're like, oh, I knew it. And the most hurtful thing was when people told me they knew it, but they didn't say anything. Yeah. And that just made me feel less loved by them. Mm -hmm. And I think also really, really please make sure if this person is in a physical, physically abusive relationship, please do not ever say anything in front of who they are dating or married to or with because this is a safety issue. Mm -hmm. And do not just assume the best of the other person in this situation. Text them. Don't say you want to talk to them about their relationship because you don't know if their spouse reads their text or not. Mm -hmm. That's highly likely. Text them and be like, Hey, Jojo, let's go meet for some coffee. Let's go meet for some Joe, Jojo. <laughs> um, you know? So so make the text sound nonchalant is what we're yeah, saying. Yeah, <laughs> make it sound nonchalant, very casual, and then talk to them. Um, also, I think, yeah, just making sure you're watching how the spouse interacts with them. Do not just assume because the spouse treats them well in front of you that it's a healthy relationship mm-hmm. that's really good I mean sometimes people can get afraid of confronting their friend or cousin neighbor whoever mm-hmm. about um about saying I don't know if this relationship is is it abusive is it right because we fear rejection or we fear like oh that friend's not going to talk to me again if I do that but it is I just want to encourage anyone thinking that about a situation in your life. It is not about you. Mm-hmm. It is about your friend. It is about yeah. the person who possibly might be being abused. So just look at it that way. Like It is definitely worth any risk that you take to confront or to even just say something. Just ask a few questions and get curious with them so that they can start to have the filters taken off of their eyes. Yeah. Yeah, I also just want to say something too bouncing off of what you just said of please know that in you trying to save your friendship you could be losing your friend's life and I know that's bold and I know that's a hard hitter but we really have to acknowledge the extent of abuse and what it can be and so know that even if they don't listen to you and you lose your friendship Mm -hmm. at least you did what you could to try to save their life yeah Believe me, I love being organized just as much as the next person, but I have found a pattern in my life when I try to use a basic planner. It goes like this. I'm going strong, writing down what I need to do until Thanksgiving comes around. And then I forget the planner exists until the new year. 
In January, I'm committed and excited to get organized, but once March hits, I can't even find the thing anymore. Have you ever experienced this? Do you ever feel like you want to get organized but just don't have the time to? Let me tell you about Life in Order. Life in Order is a business that makes 100% customized bullet journals to help set you up to thrive in your goals, business, relationships, and personal growth. My bullet journal has been a game changer for me, and the best part about it was that it was already set up for what I personally needed in my life. Now I can keep track of how much water I drink and how often I'm journaling. I also requested to put a page in there specifically dedicated to honeybees, because who doesn't need more honeybees in their life? You can find Life in Order's products on Etsy.com today to get your own bullet journal set up for your unique lifestyle. You can also use the code JENNY15, that's J-E-N-N-Y-1-5, to get 15% off your personalized journal today. So I highly encourage you, take initiative to order one and your future self will personally come back to you of today and thank you. So what do we do if it really doesn't go well, if our friend isn't ready to hear it or they're just in plain denial about that? What you do when when they're not ready to hear it or deny it is don't then make it your goal to every time you meet be like, so have you broken up with insert name here yet? Mm-hmm. Like lovingly show them so much grace and I think continue to make it a goal in your life to speak truth over them. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to tell JoJo like, hey, JoJo, you are loved you have been set aside with christ in the heavenlies you are beautifully and wonderfully made (laughs) you are created with a purpose and your purpose is not to be abused right Mm -hmm. and so i'm not always going to bring up abuse but i am going to bring up their identity because Mm. once they know their identity and they begin to believe that they'll see that their identity isn't being valued by their spouse Mm -hmm. And even if that works, the most powerful thing you can do, guys, is intercede and pray for them. Because there is only so much we can do, and our God is so much bigger than us, and he is so powerful. And so making our requests known to him and constantly praying Mm -hmm. for that person. Yeah, that's really good. Also, even if it doesn't go well the first time you bring it up to them, you have no idea like when they will bring that back up into their mm-hmm. brain and and really think about it. It may be the next day, it may be a month later, it may be a year later, but you have no yeah. idea when they will think about that next and if anyone else is telling them the same thing, how those things will begin to add up. So don't be discouraged if it doesn't go well the first time or something. Yeah. So let's say someone is listening right now who's like, okay, I'm adding things up. I might be in an unhealthy and or abusive relationship but they're pretty scared to leave what would you say to them yeah so i would say first i have this information for anyone who uh feels as though they may be encountering um an abusive relationship get help by calling 800-799-7233 Also, if you can't call because you can't get away from the person you're with, text START, S-T-A-R-T, to 
888-888-8788. And this is the national hotline for abuse. Um, and then outside of that, find someone you trust. And right now your brain is going to be telling you that no one loves you enough to get you out of that. But beloved, there is someone in your life who loves you. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you who it is, but please know your worth. Know that you do not deserve being treated the way you are and you deserve to get help. And so call your mom. If you don't have a mom, call your best friend. If you don't have a best friend, call someone in the church. Find a local church. Tell them your situation and know that you are worth getting help and you deserve to be safe. Amen and amen. (laughs) So Cheyenne, I am going to ask you, based on your experience personally probably, but how would you start to heal if you are out of an abusive relationship? You're obviously physically out, but may not be mentally out yet. So how do we take steps to heal from that? Yeah. So I think my first thing that I want those to know who are in abusive relationships or maybe they're loving someone who just got out of one is to know that this process is not speedy. Mm-hmm. For me, it's been a long journey, um, especially because there's been so many different types of abuse and by different people I've encountered. And so it's been this long process of slowly acknowledging that I'm healing, but also knowing that I'm not fully healed and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Because my value is not in healing um, and trusting that the Lord is a wonderful counselor and he's going to bring about healing. And so read books. Um, see if your church has, you know, resources for you to seek healing. I highly, highly recommend getting a counselor. Um, I'm in a trauma-specific therapy right now, which has done wonders for me in the healing journey. Reading the word just has brought so much healing. Um, But I really think something you have to do to encounter full and complete healing in this area is you have to ask God to remove the scales from your eyes so that you may see your abuser through his eyes. And I know right now, depending on where you're at in your journey, your heart is so mad. Like me just saying that was like, no, what the heck? (laughs) Like this person is terrible. And I agree. Like... (laughs) They're a sinner, but so are you. Mm -hmm. And I can only say this because of how far I am in my healing journey. A couple years ago, I honestly was praying for the people who had harmed me to die. That's where I was at. Um, And the Lord has brought me so much healing. And so we have to do this so that we can see our abuser through his eyes. It doesn't mean allowing them into our lives or justifying what they've done but rather wanting them to encounter the same freedom we've encountered. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, they were still created in his image. And they may claim to be a Christian, and they may claim to love the Lord. But how they're acting you is not reflecting that. And so to want that forgiveness for them, and knowing that if they do find the Lord... You don't have to invite them back into your life. They don't have to be a part of that. But if we really say every nation, every tongue, every tribe is going to be saved, then I think we have to want that for the people who have hurt us the most in our lives as well. Mm -hmm. 
And so step into forgiveness and knowing that forgiveness, again, is not justifying their actions, but it's taking that out of your hands and putting it into the hands of the almighty righteous judge Mm -hmm. who is God. And so you're really taking this burden of unforgiveness and placing it into your hands, and that's when you experience healing. Mm -hmm. Because if you're harboring unforgiveness, you're going to continue to struggle with healing. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for sharing your experience and also just how to get others help too, Cheyenne. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, Do you have any final encouragements for anyone listening that you're just like, I am for you and lifting you up, anything like that? Yeah, well, wholeheartedly, (laughs) I am for you and lifting you up. Um, But I just wanted to share Psalms 34, 18, which is the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. And uh, here come the teary tears. Um, That is just so reassuring to me and was in my time of where I was because you really feel so alone. And beloved, I know you feel alone if you're in this situation. I know you feel brokenhearted. I know you feel like there's nothing else and no one will love you. But I can promise you that you are already loved beyond measure in fact you have a cup waiting for you at a table in the presence of your enemies and it is overflowing with God's love for you so don't lose sight for that know that and trust it and also like for anyone who just wants to like reach out feel free to follow me on Instagram um I am not a professional but I would love to be praying for you so um follow me on Instagram at shenanigans what is it shenanigans it's literally just the word shenanigans yeah that's your instagram handle s-h-y-n-a-n-g-i oh shyanigans yeah oh that's funny shyanigans i didn't even realize that i follow you that is so clever okay i'm a poet (laughs) thank you so much shenanigans i'm just kidding Thank you, Jenny. (laughs) So anyone who's listening, thank you for tuning in today. We hope that you take this and just apply it to your life wherever it may be relevant. And we just are here for you. We are excited to continue producing episodes that are helping you connect truths of the Lord from your head to your heart. So thank you for listening today. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Head to Heart Podcast. It's a joy to record them and a joy to have you listen. If you have any topics in mind you'd like us to cover, go ahead and send us a message on Instagram. The handle is headtoheart underscore podcast. Make sure you subscribe as a way of making sure you never miss an episode. And if you would be so kind, go ahead and leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps out the show so much when you do. We'll be releasing episodes to you every other Friday, so stay tuned and thanks for joining us.